Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. We are in the middle of a super special interview series with industry-leading experts who also happen to be presenting at the Organic Marketing Summit on November 9th through 13th. The Organic Marketing Summit is an event I created and hand-selected each amazing speaker for to support busy parents through the process of building profitable businesses without sacrificing family time. This summit is unique because we have one goal, to produce an organic marketing plan that will position you to be profitable and make 2021 the best year yet in your business and with your family. Over five days, you'll work through a marketing plan workbook with the guidance of over 20 expert marketers guiding you through the process. At the end of the week, you'll be equipped with a formal marketing plan and the tools and resources you need to execute it. If you haven't already gotten your free ticket to the summit, you can grab that at OrganicMarketingSummit.com. Now let's introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a business strategist and speaker that helps female business owners increase their focus and strategy so they can take action and increase their income and time with their families. She uses her 15 years of business experience to support women through one-on-one -on -one coaching, both in-person and online workshops, and the Impact Accountability and Mastermind Group. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Robin Walker. Robin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. You've been on the podcast before, but this is the first summit um, that you're participating with with me. So I'm excited to have you be a part of this summit and your presentation topic. Um, it's it's going to be near the end of summit week because it focuses on like how to organize your notes and then implement everything that you learn. So I'd love to start with, can you give us any advice before the conference starts of what we can do to prepare to take notes that will prepare us for your session? Oh, that's a great question. Yes. Uh, I think it's important at the beginning of any event, conference, summit, is to decide what's my goal with attending this. Is this Am I looking for an overhaul of my marketing plan? Do I want to tweak things? Or is there a certain part that you want to focus on? So before it even starts, kind of think, what is the goal of this and why am I doing this? Um, I think uh, the little post-it note, I mean, for those of you who are like love school supplies, I used to be a teacher, so I totally do. But if you have any of those real little post-it notes or different color pens, if you're going to be doing uh, your notes handwritten, which I personally love to do. I know, Meg, you've mentioned that as well. Um, those are great to color code a couple things. So maybe if you have something that's an urgent item, as you're writing it down, you can add like, definitely come back and notice this. 
um, you and I might have talked before about like a someday list or something, a, a place where you can put things that are kind of on a um, back burner or a parking lot, I've heard it referred to. So as you're working through it, you can put something in the someday but not today kind of category of your notebook, but keeping everything together in one spot versus you know, oh, here's a scrap of paper, <laughs> I'll write some notes there. Or, um, we all tend to do that, but it just makes it harder on the other end. Yeah, and I love, I always try to find, do you remember like back in, they're still around, but back in elementary school, it was like the one pen and it had like four different colors. Yes, yes. I will like search out, I always have at least one of those pens on hand. And I got really lucky once because I found one that had like pink and purple and blue and green. So not like the normal boring colors anyhow yeah I love that I love using different colored pens or even bringing some highlighters to kind of mm -hmm. color things up a little bit um, and of course at this summit you'll have the marketing plan workbook to take notes with as well as any worksheets from the speakers but I do like having a, a notebook on hand for that stuff as well so thank you for that great tips yeah and and we all think we're going to remember things so like oh. that's the other thing is just write it down because you're probably not going to remember it. There's so much great information in the summit that you just write it down. You can always <laughs> delete it or not pay attention later, but you aren't going to remember. No, and I can't tell you how many times I, even my own summits, I'll be like, somebody said, you know, this thing that resonated with me and then I can't remember. And the only way to know is to go, go back and watch all the videos again, <laughs> right. um, which isn't a very easy process. So, yeah, labeling labeling the the top of the paper too. If you're going to be taking notes or it's in the note, you know, in the workbook, making a note of who you're watching at that time or the topic would be yeah. good. Awesome. So we are very, as we've touched on, we're very focused in the Organic Marketing Summit on developing a marketing plan. Can you share your experience with why planning is essential for business success? I know you have a lot to say on this. <laughs> Um, well, I, I think a lot of us have so much on our plates with our family. Maybe you have two different businesses or you're married or you have grandkids or whatever your situation is, especially current, <laughs> current situation. Things are unpredictable. We just have so much going on. And I think if you don't have a very specific plan with action steps and deadlines, it's so easy to just push it push it to the side, you know, it gets so overwhelming if it's this, you know, I want to update my website. Well, it, that just feels overwhelming. It, you overthink everything. So once you have the plan, it's just making things easier for yourself. And it does take upfront work, of course, but it just makes things so much easier down the road. It's like an upfront investment that saves you time yes. in the long run and sanity. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And I don't remember the statistic, but there is one of like an hour of planning saves you so many hours in implementation. Which makes a ton of sense as somebody yeah. who's done it both ways. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Former winging it person right here. <laughs> I love, I know that you've been in business for 15 years. So to ask you to like walk us through that 15 years would take, you know, 15 years. But if you could give us just a brief overview, I'd love to kind of touch on how your path has changed and the experiences that you've drawn from your past experiences, sure. you know, to where you are today. Sure. Well, I started as a teacher for elementary school and then stayed home when I had my oldest daughter, who is now 19. And then once home, it was like, okay, I 
we need some extra money, need, you know, to keep myself busy. So I started a um, continuing education company where I created workshops for preschool teachers, daycare centers to help them get their continuing ed hours. I hired other people to help do those workshops. And I love, it was like my first, other than playing business as a kid, it was like my first business business and I loved it. Um, but it wasn't, it was great, but I could tell it wasn't something I wanted to do long-term. So I started doing things, uh, crafting things and making, making products and selling them at craft fairs and then got a website, um, ended up getting an office space and mass producing them for wholesale for, um, larger organizations. So really have kind of had different service-based businesses or different craft businesses along the way. And throughout that whole time, so that was before Facebook groups, that was before mm -hmm. summits. Uh, our area, I'm in Southeast Wisconsin, we did not have any women's business groups at the time. And so I just felt very alone in it. Um, so I gathered up some of my friends that had their own businesses, whether it was like an embroidery business or a life coach, and we'd meet a um, couple times a month at Panera, actually, and would just talk about business. So I was like, I love this, and um, just slowly started helping them with their businesses and um, created a conference so that we could bring all the experts to us. And then that's, uh, we've done that for four years. Meg was a speaker at a conference, one of them a couple of years ago. And so it's just kind of all evolved into what I do today. It's like the best of all those experiences put into one career. So I love it. And I always just think it's helpful to learn about the path people have taken because sometimes it, it seems unclear how you can get from one thing to another or how you could turn from what you are today into what you ultimately want to be or think you want to be in the path right. can often change. You may think you know where you're going and then you find something along the way that causes you to pivot. Um, and yeah. it's funny, just you talking about that just reminded me that, cause you, it was a bow business and we like bonded right. over that. Cause I also had a bow business as a part of my, you know, business yes. journey, um, making hair bows, if that's not clear for people. Yeah, there's <laughs> way too much implementation in that business for someone oh, who loves ideas and planning. There's way too much on the other end for me for that business, for sure. But it's just kind of a fun fact that I love throwing out there because there might be somebody yeah. else listening who's sewing up a bow as we speak. And <laughs> yeah, and and I think there's sometimes people feel shame about pivoting or switching businesses and they're afraid to like, like that it looks like a failure. And I so don't agree with that. I think you need to give things time to work, of course. You don't want to just be hopping around and... Um, too much you want to make sure but you can take like all those experiences I had make me a better business coach because I've sold products I've sold services if I wouldn't have had those I wouldn't have the business I have today so it's like that fine balance of letting things have time to work and really working hard at them but also knowing when it's time to bless and release and not feel bad about it and move on to, and, and it's so weird. I, I know you've had probably this too, like the, the things that when you release one thing, that something even better ends up filling that space. And, and we hold on so tight to like, I don't want to get rid of this business. I'm just going to do this on the side. And that one doesn't take off until you really let go of what's right. not serving you. 
Well, I mean, even the job I'm in now, it wasn't even in my control. My marketing company didn't take off until my husband lost his job. So it's like, it's not like it was my thing I was holding on to. It was, well, and it kind of was, right? Because we're a mm-hmm. team. And so his business, I always said, was our safety net. Right, right. But we had to get rid of the safety net before I could really take the risk. And yeah. so. If you, like, I, if I have people that are struggling with, um, putting themselves out there and really getting the, the new clients. I, if, if they don't have bills they're paying with that income or they don't have something negative that's going to happen if they don't earn that money, I suggest they put something in place like that, you know, take over one of the bills or start saving for something and tell people about it so that you're going to be more motivated to do the hard things you know, if you have bills that you're using your business money for, you know, you, you have to make the money. You will find a way. You will work harder. You'll get more creative. You'll put yourself out there. Where if it's just fun money, um, it's a lot harder to, to go in 100%, I think. Well, it's a lot easier to come up with excuses. Right, right. Oh, for sure. Especially if you've got a lot going on in your life or you have, you know, I started this when my oldest was one. And now they're all teenagers, a college student and high schoolers. Every phase of parenting had a different excuse that I could have used at why I couldn't go in a hundred percent. And that's something I still struggle with is, well, they really need me now after school. I want to be present. I want to be, but it's setting those boundaries and saying, you know, it's work. That's another thing, calling it work when you have like a side hustle or a, um, hobby business, so to speak, like once you start calling it work, and committing to it at work, I think that mindset can make a big difference. Yeah, and making sure that the other people in your household, the other people in your circles, also refer to it as work. I mean, yes. you, you know, you can't, your kids, your spouse, they have to all see it as work. And I yeah. love what you mentioned. I love that you have older kids so that you can talk about that because I think a lot of times for parents, I think the bug starts when our kids are young, right? I mean, they did for both of us. Um, when we first started dabbling, you know, our kids were young and it's easy to feel like, well, when they get a little bit older, when they get a little bit older, when they go to school, when they, you know, you put those, but like you said, and you can only speak to your own experiences. So for me, my oldest is, is 13. I can't really speak any older than that, but having a child in college and being able to say, listen, y'all, they're just new issues. They're just new excuses. It is. And, and I'll tell you, if you get your business going when they're younger, um, yeah, college is expensive, whether you're paying for it or your kid is. There's there's car, like we're in the state of a kid has braces. Uh, we have a new driver. So now the car situation we had is not sufficient. We have one in college. Like they only get more expensive. So if you can get your business more established when they're younger, I always say the elementary school years are like the golden years. That is like when you can be busting out and working really hard because usually there's less, less drama <laughs> with kids during that. Not, not always, but compared to teens and toddlers, that, that's, that's a good time to really uh, get your head down and, and get to work. Awesome. Well, Robin, you've got so much more value to contribute and you're sharing it all with us at the Organic Marketing Summit, which is happening November 9th through 13th. And over the course of that week, attendees are building their 2021 marketing plan alongside over 20 industry leading experts like yourself. 
who are all really invested in their success. Tickets are completely free. So right now, like not in five minutes, but right now, you should head over to OrganicMarketingSummit.com and reserve that free ticket. Um, we are all busy, whether you have toddlers or teens, something is about to happen in the next five minutes. So if you don't go reserve your ticket now, it is going to be on the back burner and it's going to fall off. So go ahead, grab your free ticket. You're not going to regret it. Um, there's something in there for everybody. We all need a marketing plan. So Robin and I both look forward to seeing you there. And Robin, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Head over to OrganicMarketingSummit.com and grab your free ticket to the Organic Marketing Summit today. It's happening November 9th through 13th, and you definitely don't want to miss it. Bye for now. Do us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.